patience for yourself. Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, March 15th, 2023, for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast, coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is Beginning of the Global Systemic Meltdown 2.0. But before we get started, let us pray. Lord God, we humbly come before your throne and bow down, spiritually speaking. Lord God, we ask that the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit take over from this point on. And to be able to reach the hearts of your people, Lord, is through the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit is the only way to reach the hearts of your people, Lord God. And right now, I ask Holy Spirit, have your way in this day and do that which you have promised to do and that which you have to do to bring us closer, for the time is short. Lord Jesus, thank you for taking my place upon the cross of Calvary. And Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world. As you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we open the show for today, I would like to point out that our subject matter will be quite prophetic in nature. I would as well like to remind all that today's show will be somewhat about current events, some of which are financial in nature. I would also like to begin by stating that I am a preacher and not a financial advisor. So anything that is shared here today, my friends, is either coming from those who are taking their cues from financial advisors or are financial advisors. Anything coming from me is just me sharing what I would do or what I may already be doing personally and is not financial advice. Each person listening here today, my friends, needs to take all things to the Lord God in prayer so that you will have a personal direction from the Lord God as to what you and your family should be doing now and in the days that are yet to come. With that said, to open our show for today, I would like to begin with something that I have shared with you before, but because it is something that the Lord God many years ago brought to my attention, spiritually speaking, I have been prompted by his Holy Spirit to once again share it with you here today, Wednesday, March 15th, 2023. At the end of today's show, I do believe that you will understand just why the Lord is having me to share it with you here today once again. It is a short recap 
of a timeline laid out by Glenn Beck on his show back on November 5th, 2010. My friends, this timeline is a mock timeline that was worked up by a man named Damian Vickers, who is the author of a book called The Day After the Dollar Crashes, a survival guide for the rise of the new world order. On this day, Beck is joined by Mr. Vickers as a guest on his show, and during that time, Mr. Vickers helps Glenn whiteboard a 15-day calendar concerning just how it might look as the world's stock markets and the U.S. dollar crumble. As the long-awaited plan for bringing in a one-world currency, which, my friends, at this moment could be described as a CBDC, which is a prototype of, and not to be confused with, the still-yet-to-come Mark of the Beast system. As the world as a whole begins to see a new world order unfold. With the groundwork now laid, let us briefly walk through Mr. Vickers' 15-day timeline concerning the fall of the dollar and the rise of the new world order. Interestingly, this timeline is laid out so that day one begins on a Wednesday. It begins with China signaling that they will no longer want to be associated in any way, shape, or form with the buying or holding of U.S. bonds. What this timeline conveys at its end is that for the entire world, life as we have known it will have forever been changed. So China says no more bonds, which triggers the things that take place over the next 14 days. Remember, this is a hypothetical timeline. Other things could be inserted in here. Uh, China is just an example of one thing that could happen. On Thursday, day two, the markets are spooked and that there is a strange kind of uh, silence taking place on Wall Street, of which seems to be quite astonishing, mainly because Wall Street is a bit taken back by what is taking place. And let's see, now it is on to Friday, day three, where the hush on Wall Street appears to still be in effect, but at the same time, Reports begin to surface of the apparent instability in the bond and stock markets, which, of course, is causing people to worry, with some even resorting to panic mode. At this point, it is conveyed that the President of the United States might come out to make a statement in hopes that he can settle the nerves of the public. Knowing that it is Friday and the weekend soon will be in full swing, the powers that be hope that everything will look a lot rosier come Monday morning. Saturday is day four. Everyone is out having a good time and trying not to think about the goings-on in the real world. But before Monday rolls around, there is day five on the timeline, which is Sunday. Sunday is the first day of the week for the Asian markets, of which, upon opening, go straight into freefall and end their day way down, which in turn is setting the tone for the Monday morning day six opening once again of the U.S. stock market, where first it is noticed that the dollar is already down by 10% at the open, which is, which to us means that on Sunday, if you had $100 in the bank, now here on Monday morning, one day later, 
it has turned into $90 in value due to the 10% fall in the dollar. On top of this development, the market suddenly plunges 900 to 1,000 points in, say, the first 20 minutes. And because of that, the markets, after only 20 minutes, are forced to close for the rest of the day. As we move into Tuesday, day seven, people are still totally in shock due to the sharp Monday morning drop and abrupt early closing of the markets after their, again, only 20 minutes of operation. Now, between Monday and Tuesday, the European markets have increased their interest rates in hopes of gaining investors looking to protect their money and assets from the falling U.S. markets. But as Tuesday begins, the markets are unable to open in the U.S. and requires an emergency Fed meeting. The markets then open around 10.45 a.m. Then comes Wednesday, day eight, where we have now made it through one week and are now marking one week. All is quiet. The markets rally. People begin to, as they say, buy low from the losses of the last week in hopes of one day in the future to sell high. Everyone thinks that the bottom of the market woe has been reached. Now it is on to Thursday, day nine, where all is still amazingly quiet. Then comes Friday, day 10. We are once again heading into the weekend, and that is what everyone's mind is focused on. But all is not well. The dollar plunges another 10 to 15 percent on top of the 10 percent from earlier. This is where everyone begins to sit up and take notice of the fact that the trends are persisting as well as the sell-off and people begin to wonder if or why the actions that the Fed and government have taken are not working. Sound familiar, my friends? So now we So now, as we move into Saturday, day 11, where the feds uh, have the weekend to meet, and what they come up with is to increase the interest rates 5 to 6%. This plan is laid out on Sunday, day 12, and is where they are trying to attract buyers looking for global liquidity. Bringing, uh, being as this is what the whole stock market and bond market game is all about, my friends, uh, to attract investors um, that are willing to take a risk to make money. But it appears that at this particular time, there are really no buyers. Then comes Monday, day 13 of which the author lays out as a day in which there is a global meltdown due to the fact that the Dow falls 3,000 points in one day. Mr. Vickers says, but this is not just the Dow. It is every stock market worldwide, destroying resources the world over all at once. On Tuesday, day 14, due to all of the chaos, the IMF and G20 meet. For this, uh, from this meeting, they call for a total restructure of all debt. Mr. Beck and Mr. Vickers both agree that this is a big day. And it sounds like it would be, my friends. They continue by stating after this big day, the world as a whole has taken on a new order, or shall we say, a new world order, realized by a total restructuring of the world of which a new global order emerges. Then comes Wednesday, 
Day 15, in which Mr. Beck and Mr. Vickers, con uh, concerning this emerging new global order, uh, in which, my friends, Mr. Beck asks Mr. Vicker concerning this emerging new global order. So you're saying this is on a global, this is on global television in different languages all around the world. We're all watching it at the same time. And, uh, and they're saying there's a new global order. Okay, right? Mr. Vickers replies, a new global order, a new world order. As we move to close Glenn Beck's show featuring Mr. Vickers and Glenn Beck recounting the timeline from found in Mr. Vickers' book, The Fall of the Dollar and the Rise of the New World Order, Beck then asks, that's when you're saying that the public panics all over the world because they don't like this. It's not just America. Nobody likes this. The banks, people start breaking into the banks. I want my money. The ATMs are out of cash. There's nothing left. All the food has gone off the shelves. And this is where the real trouble begins for the public. And on that very thought-provoking note, my friends, huh? we'll be right back after the break so that we may continue our walk through beginning of the Global Systemic Meltdown 
Yes, my friends, it is time for all of us to turn our eyes upon Jesus where the things of this earth can grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Okay, now, my friends, with the just shared hypothetical scenario once Again, brought to mind from a a past Glenn Beck show. You know, the Lord can even use a donkey. I'm just going to say that there so you know where I'm coming from, my friends. Let us now take a look at just how close we may be to the opening salvo of that which has just been shared. As we take a look at a piece by Mr. Michael Snyder, dated March 14th, 2023, titled, The Dominoes Are Starting to Fall Very Rapidly Now. Could These Banks Be Next? Of which Mr. Snyder begins by stating, Welcome to the great banking collapse of 2023. Please try to enjoy the ride. When FTX, he says, crumbled, I explained to my readers that it was not just the first domino to fall and that it would certainly not be the last. Sadly, the prediction turned out to be completely accurate. Within the last week, he says, we have witnessed the second and the third largest bank collapse collapses in the entire history of our country. But Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank are not unique cases. The Federal Reserve created a $620 billion black hole in our banking system by aggressively raising interest rates and our quadrillion dollar derivatives pyramid scheme is starting to tremble violently. The Federal Reserve is desperately trying to fix things by recklessly spraying money around. But the truth is, he says, is that the Fed officials are ultimately going to need a much bigger hose. The speed at which financial institutions can collapse in a digital economy is absolutely breathtaking, says Mr. Snyder, who goes on to say, it is being reported that $42 billion was withdrawn from Silicon Valley Bank in one day alone. Customers withdrew $42 billion in a single day last week from Silicon Valley Bank leaving the bank with a $1 billion negative cash balance, the company said in a regulatory filing. The staggering withdrawals unfolded at a speed enabled by digital banking and were likely funded in part by viral panic spreading on social media platforms, and reportedly in private chat groups. Mr. Snyder continues by sharing Signature Bank was also hit by a withdrawal tsunami, and right now many other regional banks, remember that phrase, my friends, regional banks, and right now many other regional banks are also seeing huge outflows. Mr. Snyder then asks, so which bank will be the next to implode? Just before going on to share, well, on Tuesday, Moody's Investor Service uh, suddenly slashed its outlook for the entire U.S. banking sector. In a harsh blow to an already reeling sector, Moody's Investor Service cut its view on the entire banking system to negative from stable. The firm, part of the big three rating services, said Monday it was making the move in light of key bank failures that prompted regulators to step in Sunday with a dramatic rescue plan for depositors and other institutions impacted by the crisis. 
Mr. Snyder then says, but what was far more troubling was the fact that Moody's identified six specific banks for potential downgrades. Moody's also warned it was reviewing the rates of First Republic Bank, Zions, Western Alliance, Comerica, UMB Financial, and Interest Financial. It said it had cut the rating on Signature Bank, which was seized by bank regulators over the weekend, to junk. Mr. Snyder then says, needless to say, we will want to keep a very close eye on those six names. He then goes on to say, meanwhile, one of the most important banks in Europe has acknowledged material weaknesses. Credit Suisse has acknowledged material weaknesses in its internal controls as the Swiss bank released its annual report on Tuesday. In the latest blow to the scandal hit bank, the annual report was delayed, which is a very interesting story, my friends. The annual report was delayed following queries from U.S. regulators regarding its books. The bank was supposed to publish its report last week, but it postponed the release after a last-minute call from the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC, over revisions made to cash flow statements for 2019 and 2020. Mr. Snyder then adds, shares of the bank just fell to an all-time low. And it did it once again today, my friends. This article was written yesterday. But that bank, Credit Suisse, their, uh, their stocks fell to an even lower level today. Overall, he says, Credit Suisse is now down a staggering 97% since 2007. Yes, in 2007, their stock was $50 and their high for that year was $56. Today, at the last time I looked at it, it was $2.16. Mr. Snyder continues by saying, we have known that Credit Suisse has been in trouble for years. Yes, haven't we? He then notes, sometimes these things just take time to fully play out. For example, he says, Insider's new Silicon Valley Bank was technically insolvent for months before it finally collapsed. In fact, Silicon Valley Bank has been technically insolvent for months. The company has more assets than liability, but a huge chunk of those assets could not be liquidated without taking a major loss. Everything would be okay, though, because those securities would mature in time, paying back their value in full. The big loser would be Silicon Valley Bank stockholders, who would forego all the unrealized interest on the more attractive securities that the bank could not buy in the meantime. Small wonder the stocks lost 66% of its value last year. Moving forward, Mr. Snyder then says, many other banks that are technically insolvent right now may be able to survive for a while, but their days are numbered. He continues by pointing out, we are watching a slow motion train wreck play out right in front of our eyes, and our leaders are not going to be able to stop it. But they could at least try to make good decisions, he says, just before going on to say, it turns out that there were private buyers for Silicon Valley Bank that had emerged and have and having a private buyer purchase the bank would have solved a lot of problems. Unfortunately, it is being reported that Biden 
that the Biden administration rejected those buyers. Hmm, interesting. And if this is true, and I agree with that, uh, this is definitely another Biden scandal. Kevin Hassett, former chairman of the Council on Economic Advisors under Trump, told Fox Business that there were buyers who were willing to step in and buy SVB, but the radicals, as he put it, at the at FDIC gov basically weren't going to allow that to happen. The Biden admin had a white list of companies that were allowed to buy the failed bank and companies that weren't. Now that sounds like something that we've been hearing for years, my friends, not just in this administration. If this is true, said uh, Grabian founder Tom Elliott, then this is another Biden scandal. Mr. Snyder then says, hopefully the truth will come out about this. Because if the Biden administration purposely made this crisis worse for political purposes, that should uh, make us all deeply angry. He continues by saying, we have a major crisis on our hands and now is not the time to be playing politics. All over the nation, economic activity is slowing down and Uh, large corporations are laying off workers. In fact, he says, Facebook just announced a second round of layoffs. Another 10,000 employees of Meta, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, will be laid off after the tech giant announced further cuts on Tuesday. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg, in a message to employees, said he made the difficult decision to make the cuts, adding that recruiting employees were expected to be impacted by the layoffs this week. As Mr. Snyder moves to close his piece, he says, we haven't seen anything like this since 2008. Through the end of February, Announced job cuts in the United States were running 427% higher than they were at the same time last year. A major economic meltdown is here. And eventually things will get a whole lot worse than they are right now. He ends his piece by saying, so I would encourage you to brace yourselves for the incredibly challenging times that are ahead of us because they will truly shake our society to the core. With that said, my friends, I would now like to share some things with you that the Lord God has made available for us to examine with our spiritual eyes and ears for such a time as this. First of all, I would just like to remind you that it was a few months ago that I warned that Credit Suisse Bank was in trouble and would possibly collapse in the near future. That day is now closer than ever. Concerning things that began to take place last Friday, March 10th, 2023, I would also like to bring you up to speed on the fact that they are very prophetic in nature. Here is what I wrote in my 2023 prophetic journal for March 10th, 2023. Silicon Valley Bank goes out of business. It is being noted as being the first FDIC-insured bank to go belly up since 2008. The the goings-on of March 10th, 2023 possibly connect to this from my 2022 prophetic journal, in which I wrote on June 14th, 2022, 
Today, the Lord reminded me of the Glenn Beck Show, where in a random month on a Wednesday and the 15th day on the calendar, the beginning of the global reset would begin. So I looked up the show where on December 5th, 2018, I presented Glenn Beck's timeline of the beginning of the crash outlined in Damian Vickers' book, The Fall of the Dollar and the Rise of the New World Order. Now, while I was looking for the show, our son James called, and as we chatted, he informed me that on the night of June 13th, just the day before our conversation, 2022, our daughter-in-law, Tammy, had a dream that her and James were walking in an empty field towards a big building that she said was a bank in Alabama, which was thought to possibly be Regions Bank, the number one bank of the southern states in the U.S. As they walked towards the bank, all of a sudden, a large helicopter flew over their heads, and it went behind the bank, the bank building, and crashed. She said it was a fiery crash. The takeaway from this dream for me is that the empty field was representative of the worldwide food shortage that was thought to have hit around June 3rd, I mean, August 3rd, 2022, but has not happened to this date. So let's keep that date in mind for another year. There was nothing in the field but the big region's bank building, which indicates to watch for something to do with the banking system. The helicopter that flew overhead was said to be big, like a military style. And when it crashed, it was behind the bank building, and it was noted as being a fiery crash. My friends, as a note of interest, and this is where you really want to listen up because this is where the prophetic connection is going to come into play from this dream and what is taking place right now and moving forward. The banks that are going down at the moment are regional banks. They continuously talk about that fact in the news, whether it's the mainstream media or the alternative media, that they are regional banks. My friends, I do believe that is why the Lord let Tammy see the region's bank versus one of the so-called big, too big to fail banks, such as B of A or Chase, etc. in this dream. Because the bank failures would begin in the regional banks, just as we can now see that they have. Summation given to me by the Lord God on June 14th, 2022, for this prophetic dream is this. During the time, during the times that are ahead, for those who belong to the Lord, they will be protected. But as for the world at large, it will first be a wake-up call, and if ignored, will become a death keel. My friends, that is why the Word of God tells us that today is the day of salvation. For it is for this same reason that Jesus says in John chapter 3, verses 16 through 21, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ might be saved. It says might be saved in the very word of God, my friends, because it is up to you where you spend your eternity. 
The Lord Jesus Christ has already paid the price for you to have eternal life and to walk the streets of gold. But if you want to choose the things of Satan in this world and go with him, your final destination will be the lake of fire. Picking up where we left off, he that believeth on him is not condemned. Believeth on who? Believeth on the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, who is Jesus Christ, my friends. But the same word of God goes on to say, but he that believeth not is condemned already. So in other words, if you want to make the lake of fire your eternal home, then and you don't have a, a, a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, then just keep doing what you're doing because you're on your way there. He that believeth on him, who is Jesus Christ, is not condemned, says the word of God. But it also says, but he that believeth not, believeth not what? Believeth not on the name of the one and only begotten Son of the one and only true and living God, who is Jesus Christ. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because, the word of God says, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. The only begotten Son of God's name, my friends, is Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one of God. And this, says the scripture, is the condemnation. That light has come into the world, who is the light? Jesus Christ. Who carries on the light? We do through the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit within us as we walk in uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ. And men love darkness, says the word of God, rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither come unto the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his, his deeds may be made manifest, or show, that they are wrought, shaped, or fashioned, in other words, my friends, in God. Jesus as well reminds us who belong to him in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, Jesus said. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I, Jesus said, would have told you. I, Jesus said, go and prepare a place for you. And if I, Jesus said, go and prepare a place for you, I, Jesus said, will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, Jesus said, there ye may be also. And whether I go, Jesus said, ye know. And the way, ye know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Now the word way means method. Okay, so Thomas says, says, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way or the method on how you're telling us that we can get there to be where you are? Jesus said unto him, I am the way. In other words, Jesus said, I am the method, the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said, I am the way or the method, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. And for that reason, the Lord Jesus Christ in Revelation chapter 20, chapter 3, verse 20 through 22, gives this invitation to all who will receive it. When he, Jesus that is, says, Behold, I stand at the door. That door is the door to your heart, my friends. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, that is the door of your heart, my friends. Jesus said, I will come in to him and I will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, which means power, my friends. Even as I, Jesus said, also overcame 
and am set down with my father in his throne or power, my friends. Jesus said, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, with a capital S and the word, meaning the Holy Spirit, saith unto the churches. My friends, what the Spirit, which is God's Holy Spirit, is saying to all who will come is found in God's word. His one and only blueprint for salvation, which is only found in in his one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ. This blueprint for salvation through the precious and holy shed blood of the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, who there again is none other than Jesus Christ, is found on the pages of Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, where the Apostle Paul begins by stating under the power, working, and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, that if thou shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. I like to say right living in the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of God goes on to say, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. What is the name of the Lord? His name is Jesus Christ. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, says the word of God. My friends, please remember the summation given to me by the Lord God on June 14th, 2022 for the prophetic dream concerning the banking collapse, which is that during the times that are ahead, for those who belong to the Lord, they will be protected. But as for the world at large, it will first be a wake-up call, and if ignored, will become a death keel, which ultimately will end, uh, my friends, in what is decreed and found in Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15, when John the Revelator begins by stating, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. My friends, let's read it again and think about what it's really saying here. Because this is a real event that is in the future. And you, it's one you don't really want to be at. Okay? Because it comes after the thousand-year reign of the Lord Jesus Christ upon the, upon the earth here. After the rapture, my friends, after the time of tribulation and great tribulation, after the time of the thousand-year reign, in that order, rapture first, time of great tribulation, and then on to the thousand-year reign of the Lord Jesus Christ, and at the end of time, as we know it, upon the face of this earth, period, before it is made new, John the Revelator saw this. It's a real event that will happen. 
He said, and I saw a great white throne, the throne of God, my friends, and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, meaning that those that would perish would perish and there would be a new heaven and earth created, my friends. That's what the word of God says. And there was found no place for them, my friends, who did not receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior is what this is talking about. Because Savior is a way of escape. And that's what the Lord Jesus Christ is to all mankind who will receive him. He is their only way of escape from the wrath of God. And the ultimate wrath of God is to be cast into the lake of fire because you did not honor the giving up of his precious and holy one and only begotten son's life for you. And I, John said, saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. This is the great white throne judgment of God, my friends. This is after the thousand-year reign of the millennial kingdom reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, it says in the word of God that Satan would be loosed a little while after that so that all those who want to go with him to eternal damnation can go because God is a just God. He's not forcing you to go to heaven. He just wants you to go to heaven. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Now, anybody before the rapture that was ready to go, they've gone in the rapture. They're with the Lord when this happens. They've already met Jesus at the Bema seat. They've received their award rewards. They're moved on to ruling and reigning with the Lord Jesus Christ for a thousand years already. But all those that lived before the rapture, from the beginning of this world to the rapture, and all those that were cast into the lake uh, of fire um, at the, well, all those who have not been raised from the dead because they did not have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ at the time of the rapture. There's two sets of people here, my friends. So the fact is, is everybody who did not receive the Lord Jesus Christ, who was still yet alive or who was dead and had already made their peace with the Lord Jesus Christ and followed him for all the years of their lives, those people are in heaven already, as I said. But anyone who has not a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, let me make this clear. From the beginning of time to the time of the rapture and after the rapture, anybody who left this place uh, and did not have a personal relationship with this, with the Lord Jesus Christ, and all those that are yet alive at the time of the great white throne judgment day of God, who did not receive the Lord Jesus Christ in that thousand-year rule and reign of the Lord Jesus Christ, are on their way to the lake of fire. Okay, and it says that, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. Well, that's because there's volumes and volumes and volumes of books, my friends, just as I said, of those who did not ever receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. And here is the final judgment of God. And the books were opened. But it says, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, says the word of God. Some in the Bible, it says, is the Lamb's Book of Life in reference to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where the names of all those who are going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ for all eternity, who will walk the streets of gold, who have eternal life, who will rule and reign with the Lord Jesus Christ as his servants, and forevermore. But then it says, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. That's that volume and volume and volumes of books, my friends, because those who belong to the Lord Jesus Christ by this time will have already received their rewards, okay? Except for the people living through the time of the thousand-year reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. And at this time, they will be taken into the kingdom of God who have served the Lord Jesus Christ throughout that time. According to, uh, see, the, uh, then it says, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were all judged, every man, according to their works. See, they didn't receive the Lord Jesus Christ, so they can only be counted on the merits of their own works, and our works without the Lord Jesus Christ are as filthy rags, 
unto the Lord God. He can't even look upon them, my friends. It's by the covering of the precious and holy shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that the Lord looks upon us. Okay? So it says, uh, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. So everybody who's died and gone to hell from the beginning of time till this great white throne judgment, they're all at at the end of time, they're going to ultimately be cast from hell into the lake of fire, my friends, for all eternity. There's no such thing as purgatory, okay? There's just not. The death that uh, death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, says the word of God. And this is the second death, to forever be separated from God, from the Lord Jesus Christ, from the power working and anointing of his Holy Spirit, and from all those who have eternal life in heaven, who tried to point you in the right direction, that you needed a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ before you left this earth, which can only be your choice, my friends. It can't be anybody else's choice. And the end of this set of scriptures says, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. My friends, today is the day of salvation. Read Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13 once again. Pray on it. Ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins. Begin to walk with him. Begin to know God's word. Know it well and know it correctly for yourself. Begin to ask the Lord God for the indwelling power, working, and anointing of his Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, which is the power that raised Jesus up off this earth and will be the same that raises us up off this earth at the time appointed. With that said, my friends, it's a wrap. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee his perfect shalom or peace. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?